Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Come on! Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Clarkson, right corner. Conley, do it again. Yes! Doing it right, Mike Conley. Donovan drives to the rack, dunk. He brought the bump. 121-102. Ingles, guarded by Biombo. Jabs with his left foot, now drives, help comes. Cross court to Donovan for the franchise record. Got it. 27 threes tonight for the Utah Jazz. And the Utah Jazz blow out the Charlotte Hornets, 132-110. to Down 11 in the third quarter. They go on a 41-11 to run. PK, when you make 28 three-pointers, those 22 turnovers aren't such a big deal. No, they ain't, maybe. It's like when you throw three interceptions, but you throw seven touchdown passes. <laughs> you can overcome those. The Jazz bench, outrageously good at shooting the three. The combination of Niang, Ingles, Clarkson, 19 of 27 from three. That is off the charts good. Led by Niang, who was 7 for 7, but the other guys were shooting it pretty well, too. Yeah, that makes me nervous for tomorrow night's game, but I guess we'll worry about that then. Right, because who could possibly sustain that? Although, but if anybody can, it was George Niang. And, and and has anybody ever asked him, why do you have the S on the end of your name and you're just called George? I don't have an explanation for you on that. I don't know if he's been asked and I missed it. Why don't you ask it? Uh, never really thought about it, but I'll get on that. Sure you have. You used to call him George's. That's yeah, a I flat did. Out when he was lie. brand new, I did. I know. That's but I don't a think flat about out lie. But I don't think about it now. But you know, you said I never really thought about it. That, that when you once you word the word "never," that relieves you of any obligation of time. <laughs> I would love to be relieved of the obligation of time. How cool would that be? Always checking the time. Am I going to be on time? Am I early? Am I way early? Is today the right day? And just be relieved of the obligation. Well, of time. you said you've never really thought about it. I've. 706. Well, if I I've thought about it, I would have gotten it. If I thought about it, I would have gotten it right. That's why I got it wrong because I wasn't thinking about it. So I think I was right. Nice save. I don't <laughs> think you make any sense. Yeah, can I get a ruling? Yeah, you're ridiculous. That's the ruling. Get a second a opinion. You. You're, you're only two. I'll tell you, you got no respect. <laughs> hey. <laughs> you both make valid points, but I'm siding Thank with you. PK. That's it. You're done. Goodbye. No, I'm, val- I'm siding with PK on this one, though. <laughs> I'm sorry. You're breaking up. I can't hear you. Not for me. You're as clear as a whistle. Uh, All right, Jazz, pick up another win, 25-6 and six now. And as you say, it's the Lakers tomorrow night, ESPN late game, 8 p.m. for the national TV. Lakers also playing last night. Let's get to that. Hashtag NBA. Paul with the fake. Paul throws it in the corner. Booker again, better hurry. Baseline, good. He hit it. And it counts as the first half comes to a conclusion. In now to Berton's right corner. Now to Westbrook. Cuts, banks, and scores at one. And he flexes. Oh, and the Wizards may have won. 127-124. I sat and I thought about the situation and, and reassessed. You know, as I had time to let the whole thing marinate and digest. I was dead wrong. And not that I was wrong 
like I said, for the first tech per se. But once whatever that situation is, once I have the first tech, I, I can't get the second tech. Well, that's true, but he was wrong for the first tech too because that was too close a game for him to be giving away a point. There's Draymond Green going over how he got kicked out at the end of the Charlotte game over the weekend. Uh, Why would I worry about what Draymond Green says today when there's going to be another issue tomorrow? uh, It seems inevitable, doesn't it? The Wizards beat the Lakers in overtime, 127-124. Lakers have lost three in a row. Does that make you nervous for tomorrow night, too? Uh, Not so much the Lakers, what they're doing. It's more about the Jazz. The Jazz shooting it that well. Yeah. Lakers could not get a stop down the stretch as the Wizards score on four straight possessions in the last two minutes of overtime and win at 127-124. Russell Westbrook missing a triple-double by a single assist. 32 points, 14 rebounds, 9 assists. And Bradley Beal had 33 and some big hoops in overtime as the Wizards win their fifth in a row. Uh, PTI's got their lead story today. There it is. Washington, Washington Wizards. The Lakers without AD, and obviously they miss his offense, but they really missed his defense as the, uh, the Wizards got into the paint, did whatever they did. Marcus Gasol didn't scare them. And maybe a little more length and athleticism from AD would have made a difference there in overtime. But he's not playing for a while, so the Wizards get the win. The Suns lighten up the Blazers. Four and five in the West squaring off. That wasn't much of a game. Phoenix buried him. 132-100. Devin Booker, 34 points. Surprised by how easy that was? Uh, Especially considering that uh, Chris Paul only made one field goal. They didn't need it. 132 points. A big output by the Suns. Who have now won... Uh, and they're they're rattling they're 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 uh, piling up the wind so fast and rattling them off here. It's now eight of nine for the Suns. Mavericks beat the Grizzlies one hundred two ninety two as Dallas tries to get it together. They they pick up a win and the Jazz are going to see the Heat when they open their road trip Friday in Miami. Heat beat the Thunder one hundred eight ninety four. That was the end of seven in a row on the road for Miami. Uh, they went four and three on their trip as they beat the Thunder. DJ, uh, one more thing, LeBron James, rejecting any insinuation that he needs to cut back on his minutes. says, I think this whole narrative of LeBron needs more rest, or should I take more rest, or should I take more time here, it's become a lot bigger than what it actually is. I've never talked about it. I don't talk about it. I don't believe in it. We all need more rest. Bleep! This is a fast turnaround from last season, and we all wish we could have had more rest. But I'm here to work. I'm here to punch my clock in and be available to my teammates. If I'm hurt or I'm not feeling well, then we can look at it then. But I have nothing but honest people advising me, but I'm also honest with myself as well. And me having love for the game and not being able to be available for my teammates is more, and, ha- and me being able to be available for my teammates is more important than anything. That's some old school, like man. You. you don't understand the definition of the word never. I've never talked about it. Seems to me like you're talking about it. Seems to me he's going uh, old school right there. Stockton Malone would be nodding. Don't miss it games. It doesn't matter. It, it doesn't matter what he thinks. He's not the coach. It matters what the coach thinks. If the coach wants to rest him, then he'll rest him. So I don't care what LeBron thinks in this way. It's up to the coaches and the management. That's their job to figure out if he needs rest. Not LeBron's job. I mean, I, I once played on a rec team. And 
The guy said that one of the players was a coach, right? We were all friends. And he's saying, well, you, you got to sit down for and let other guys play. And I said, well, then take me out. <laughs> I'm not going to take myself out. I want to play. That's up to you. I told him, I said, you want me to sit and put other guys in? Then take me out. If you don't want, it's your. that's your job, not mine. I'm not going to tell you, take me out. So I think that's Frank Vogel. So it doesn't really matter to me what LeBron says. If their people and their training staff and everything decide that this man needs a little more rest, then they decide that. If not, he plays. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, but realistically, LeBron has gotten coaches fired and can get coaches fired, and Frank Vogel is going to find out what LeBron thinks. Sure, you find out what he thinks. I'm not saying that it doesn't matter what he thinks, but it's not his decision. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. BYU down to the last two regular season games at the Merritt Center. They're going to have a limited number of fans attending games for USF Thursday night and St. Mary's on Saturday. BYU 8-3 in the West Coast Conference. They're going to close it out with a couple more victories. Well, that doesn't tell me anything. A limited number. I know. Is it going to be 500? Is it going to What's be 5,000? I, mean, I saw that yesterday. A limited number. So what does that mean? Can we suggest no more than 5,000, but that, no a specific number has been given. Well, that, that again, that doesn't tell me anything. I mean, rumors. I'm aware. I don't, I, I, Walter Cronkite did not deal in rumors. Utah had their final two games of the regular season set by the Pac-12 yesterday. The Utes can host Oregon State March 3rd and host ASU March 6th to wrap up the Pac-12 regular season. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Can't tell the players without a program, PK. Former Oregon starting quarterback Tyler Shuck headed to Texas Tech as a grad transfer. He will compete for the starting job for Matt Wells this fall. See if he can play at Texas Tech after leaving Oregon. Okay. Former Notre Dame AD Jack Swarbrick said his school will not provide its name, logos, and other branding property to EA Sports for their announced new college football game until new rules to determine whether athletes will be able to receive a cut of the game's profits are finalized. Yeah, you added a, uh, a phrase there. Yeah, you word. added something there. <laughs> he, he's the current AD, not the former AD. <laughs> oh, got that off the line above, sorry. <laughs> former That's Oregon a, starting like, quarterback. Huh? <laughs> Actual, current, living, breathing, and working Notre Dame AD, Jack Swarbeck. And I fired the Notre Dame AD. That was brutal. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. I spoke to him, and he was just seeing, like, how, like, locked in I was to 11. And I told him that I was locked in. And he was like, that's cool, bro, because I'm probably going to switch anyway. So it went really well, and he's just a cool guy. I mean, like, he didn't try to press me or anything like that. Michael Pittman Jr. talking about Carson Wentz wanting his number 11. I don't think there's any deal that's going to be done. Glad we resolved that drama. Well, I mean, he isn't a former SC guy, so you know they're selfish just because of the fact that he played in SC, speaking of Pittman. Uh, 
so of course she's not going to give it up. And who gives a crap what your <laughs> number is? What difference does that make? I couldn't care less what your number is. What, what? Go play the game, man. See what you can do out in the field. And when did Tom Brady get to where he is because he wore a specific number? No. Sure no. Jeez. Actor Shailene Woodley confirmed her engagement to Green Bay Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers during an appearance on The Tonight Show with starring Jimmy Fallon. So, remarking on Rodgers' football talents, I don't get it. He's good. He's great. But I, like, I don't understand because I don't know him as a football guy. I know him as the nerd who wants those Jeopardy. That's the dude I know. Well, lucky you. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers coach Mike Tomlin has been diagnosed with COVID-19 and is self-isolating away from the team, but is reportedly in good health. Franchise would not confirm Tomlin's diagnosis, but did acknowledge members of the coaching staff and personnel were sent home from the facility last week after a couple of positive tests came up during their routine testing. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. We just rehired Iwakuma. Iwakuma was a pitcher for us for a number of years. Wonderful human being. His English is terrible. He wanted to get back into the game. He wanted to, and he came to us, and, and we quite frankly want him as, as our Asian scout interpreter. What's going on in the Japanese league? He's coming to spring training, and I made the statement, I'm tired of paying his interpreter. Because when he was a player, you know, we'd pay Iwakuma X, but we also had to pay $75,000 a year to have an interpreter with him. His English suddenly got better. His English got better when we told him that. So That's Kevin Mather right there. Seattle Mariners president and CEO has resigned his position after his comments during a Rotary Club appearance earlier this month surfaced this past weekend and received backlash. That was one of several topics that turned out to be controversial in Seattle. Also said the third baseman Kyle Seeger was overpaid. He's in the final year of his deal with the uh, Mariners. Said Julio Rodriguez has got a personality bigger than all of you combined. He's loud. His English is not tremendous. And uh, the owner said he was uh, disappointed and does not represent how the club feels about players. They are genuinely how they're genuinely viewed by management. Not inclusive, as inclusive as the owner wanted. So, change at the top for the Mariners. Yeah, I think the biggest baseball story was yesterday that the Diamondbacks signed middle infielder Azubel Cabrera to a one-year deal worth of two or three million. And the Padres signed Fernando Tatis to a 14-year deal worth $340 million. Just to give you a little difference between the haves and the have-nots right there. It's good to root for a big money club. <laughs> and Tatis, man, he really dialed it back in those comments. It's, uh, you know, he signed 14 years because he start, wants to start working on the statue. He's skipping right past All-Stars and Hall of Fame. He's going right to the statue. you got to set high By goals, PK. Yeah. yeah, Tony Gwynn buy got the a... stadium and put up uh, forty thousand statues of yourself <laughs> if you want. Tony Gwynn that and Trevor Cash. Tony Gwynn and Trevor Hoffman have their statues. So. Get him one too. I hope that works out. 
What is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. And get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Andy Bailey will be back on the show. He's joined us uh, several times over the years. Covers the NBA for Bleacher Report. We will get his take on the Jazz and the Lakers coming up tomorrow night. And Yovan Bua, the Lakers beat writer for The Athletic, is going to join us at 9.30 to look ahead to that Jazz-Laker game. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Number one. The Zone Sports Network is Utah's number one choice for sports radio in Utah. From DJ and PK to Hanson Scotty and the Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, the Zone continues to dominate the competition. Thank you to all of you that continue to make the Zone Sports Network Utah's highest rated, most listened to sports station. Your home for the best coverage of the teams you're passionate about is right here. 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hot Takes or Toast is brought to you by Jerry Seiner Cadillac. At Jerry Seiner Cadillac, you can shop your way and get a piece of luxury you deserve. Stop by and test drive one today. Our question of the day, wow, what the freak? How about that shooting? You had to throw what the freak in there, didn't you, PK? Yeah, I put two questions, that and Conley on the All-Stars. We will get to Conley on the All-Stars. The Jazz shooting the ball at a freakish level, 28 made threes. How does that happen? And Colton says, all caps, wow, wow, wow. I think he was thrilled by the threes. Thrilled by no, the constant barrage. It, 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 when you say barrage, doesn't that dictate that it's a constant? No. It doesn't? It could. Well, you're wrong, but go ahead. <laughs> okay, fine. Well, then why do you ask? <laughs> I did. But to, to teach you. You did. That's why I asked. Rather than just demand you and and just force it on you, I thought I would allow you to learn at your own pace. No, that's con- that's a barrage of demeaningness. <laughs> what? I made up a Back new word. Up Leave up me alone. Demeaningness? <laughs> yes. Demeaning. Ish. Okay. That's the, I'm teaching in a way to help you understand. It's a soft way. It really isn't. Live on the radio Man, is not a soft you're, way. You're just wrong. But, and, but in the manner that I did it with so... Uh, tepid. You probably don't even understand that word. I'm getting a little out of your league now. Tepid? Mm-hmm. Lukewarm. Soft. And just uh, not not in your face, typical Jersey style, the way the nuns taught me. Hitting you with rulers. Nah, I was never abused. It was more in your face, like half an inch from your face. You will learn this, you little you-know-what. And I did, so it worked. I, mean, I didn't want to do that to you. I didn't want to make you cry so early. That's I great. wanted to have you be in a celebratory mood because those threes were just outraged. I don't know that I've ever seen anything like it, literally. In all, they don't shoot as many threes. They shoot way more threes now than they used to. So you, you can take out pretty much, uh, if I've been watching 30, just saying the round number, say I've been watching basketball 30 years, well, I could take out 25 of them. Because nobody shot threes the amount of 
for the first 25 of those 30 years, right? So however old you are, whatever you want to say, 20 years, you want to say uh, 30, 40 years, you take out most of those years because they didn't shoot as many threes as they do now. I'm speaking collectively, not just of the Jazz. I'm talking about the league. So you throw out most of that time because there was never that constant barrage because they didn't take them to that degree. Go look at box scores just a few years back. If you want to go back to the statues times and look at the box scores, you'll start shaking. You'll think, what the heck? This is dramatically different. So then you only have to have the most recent of times, say the last five years. I can't remember any thing like it it was just absolutely incredible and, and charlotte i mean there was one time hayward who we always watched his body language at least i did and he was above the uh, three-point line obviously on the right side on charlotte's side of the court and somebody i don't even remember who it was and you could just see hayward just uh, like oh my gosh again i mean it's like running into a burning building with a bucket of water you can't stop it. It was just absolutely incredible. I've literally never seen anything like it. So I think it's a combination of things. It's one, the Jazz are looking to shoot him. Two, the Jazz have a lot of guys who can make him. And three, the defensive plan for Charlotte was take an extra guy off the perimeter, usually out of the corner, and make sure Rudy doesn't get a dunk or make sure Donovan doesn't get to the uh, to the rim for a layup. And so they were bringing a guy in from the corner for a big chunk of that game and so whoever's in the corner, and obviously it was Niang for a while, that guy was getting really good shots. So let them keep shooting them, and then they're hot, and they got a bunch of guys who can make that shot, and next thing you know, 28 of 55. 50. I mean, how many games do you think if you went back in things. it? How many, how many games, you think if you went back, how many games would it take for the Jazz to have shot 55 three-pointers, you know, in, I don't know, pick whatever year, 97, 98, because they were really good. Well, uh, I I don't know that they averaged five a game, so I, I don't know. I mean, that's you're you're the numbers guy. I don't get caught up in that, but this is the the way they play, and it was the most impressive three point shooting exhibition that I have ever seen. Tony says that game was awful until the fourth quarter. They need to figure out the turnover issues against the better teams. It won't work out like it did tonight. That's probably true. Most teams won't defend them that way. But see, well, most I, teams won't defend them. They'll be most teams won't be gambling to get in the passing lane and won't force as many turnovers either. I can't take this effort against that team and say, well, this will work and this won't work and blah blah blah. I mean, you're gonna have to play when you play the Clippers and Lakers in the postseason, or if and when, you're going to have to be at the top of your game. So, sure. But I already knew that, irregardless of what happened last night. Jay Butters says, I feel like the loss of the Clippers grounded the Jazz again. Maybe even took some pressure off them as well. I don't think there was any pressure on them. There's any more or less uh, right now. Now, if if you go into the postseason the number one seed, sure, and there there's pressure, yeah. But just looking at it, absolutely, there's pressure. Once they get to the first round, there's pressure because Donovan Mitchell was adamant in saying that we will get out. We're done with losing in the first round. So, I mean, if they should lose in the first round, irregardless of their seed, 
you're going to go to Donovan. You guaranteed us that you would be out of the first round. Now, I assume they're going to get out of the first round, so I don't think it's going to be an issue. But the point I'm making is absolutely there's pressure when we get to the postseason. But pressure is one of those things that, as I told you, David Shaw had said from Stanford, it's you decide about pressure. It's not anything that anybody could put on you. That's not a tangible thing. So you don't really worry about that as far as that goes. That's up to you. I can't say you have pressure. You know, I can't like you you've gained twenty pounds. All right. That that's a fact. You've lost twenty pounds. You can you can quantify that. Pressure is not anything that can be quantified. Mark says all those threes coming at Gordon Hayward's expense makes it even better. I don't know that they were at Hayward's expense. What does that mean? Uh, Gordon Hayward was on the other team, and it made sure his team got beat. I mean, it's not well, like you, everyone was over Gordon. He wasn't defending all hey, of those guys. If you want your pound of flesh off of Hayward, I'm fine. You're a sports fan, and you have that right to do that. And so if that brought you a little extra satisfaction uh, to see that it came at the expense of his team. I didn't know that it was something individual, but if it came at the expense of his team and that makes you a little happier, I'm okay with that. And that, that That's part of being a sports fan. You know, as long as you're not uh, yelling obscenities to him or something, if you should go to the game or see him on the street, if you want him or his team to do lousy, I think that's perfectly within the realm of a sports fan's uh, what uh, choice, I guess, would be the the right way. And really, y- you got nothing to wear in terms of relevancy. Hayward's not going to find it in Charlotte. <laughs> he can score all the points he wants, and he's making outrageous amounts of money for a decent NBA player who won't get a sniff at the Hall of Fame. What's he going to make? Two, three hundred million dollars? Yeah, it seems like that's where this is going. <laughs> So who wins that one? Gordon. For the win. And don't forget Charlie and Bernie, because he's a family man. And if you want to learn what his kids are doing today, you can just follow Robin on Instagram, because she puts stuff up there just about every day about Charlie and Bernie and the other kids. DeGiro says, that was great three-point shooting, but we need bogey back. Can't expect 19 three-pointers off the bench very often. No, you can't. It's an NBA record. That was the first time it's ever happened. So, yes, you you cannot expect (laughs) that very often. Yeah, I think the Clarkson, Yang, and uh, Ingles, were they like 19 of 27, something like that? Yeah, that's, uh, boy, if that that were to happen, then they might as well just cancel the playoffs right now. The starters were 9 of 27. And uh, as far as Bogey, uh, made all of his two-point shots, but was 0 for 4 from 3. Finished with 10 points in this one. And we're getting people tweeting at us. Should we be worried about Bogey? We're going nowhere without a good Bogey. He just doesn't look comfortable. Josh just tweeted that in. I've had many good Bogeys in my life, so I can speak to that. Uh, yeah. And that's that's one I'm wondering, and you know, last night obviously wasn't the time to do it, wondering if they should consider starting Ingles over Bogey. But when you're winning 
two out of 24. I don't think, uh, you know, you make a whole lot of changes there. And slightly off topic, but timely with the Lakers coming to town tomorrow night. Uh, Jordan Tracy Kennard says, do you think the Lakers will fall to the fourth or fifth seed without Anthony Davis? Seems plausible. They're only a game away from fourth right now. With the uh, not only have they lost, but the Suns have been uh, have been playing really well and piling up the wins. Well, I think the theory there is I'm worried that the Jazz will have to play them in the first round. That's the point. Get to the point. In the second round, yes. No, in the first round. They're not going to fall to eighth. No, they're not. But how much difference? A second round, yeah, I, I understand. But that we we already understood that anyway, because if you get second and third or they get first and fourth, you know, that could it could conceivably happen whether they fall to fourth anyway. I mean, it really they could fall lower than that depending on what happens with Anthony Davis next month because they have they've said it's it's a four week approximation, right? They haven't said that he'll be back in four weeks, no, have they? They're going to reevaluate him in four weeks. So right. They could literally say anything. They could say so he's it could back. Be six weeks, eight weeks. Yeah. I mean, we don't know. They could say he's back in a week. They could also say we're going to reevaluate him in another four weeks and just yeah, get, yeah. kick the can down the road. So, so, so it doesn't really matter. I mean, to get to the point, it doesn't matter if they drop to fourth right now. It matters do they get him back, and when they get him back, do they have a sense of urgency and say, hey, we got to play well and win some games, so we're on a roll going into the playoffs, and does that carry him back into the second or third spot? Because I think until, this, until the Jazz really took off, no one was contemplating them getting to first, but once that became possible, then it's like, hey, wouldn't have to play both the Clippers and the Lakers if they play each other. But... If the Suns get up into a second and third spot, somebody else does, but the Suns right now, because they're the ones who are only a game back of the uh-huh. Clippers and Lakers, then all of a sudden well, you could play the Clippers and Lakers in consecutive series. But should you be taking the Suns for granted, are they going to be that easy and out? You know, no. there, There's another thought here. It's like there's going to be four really good teams from the West in the second round, and you're going to have a hard series. Well, it could be even more, really, uh, if uh... – McCollum comes back, which I, you know, he will, but not if. Uh, the Blazers, I don't discount them. Uh, Denver is only 16 and 14 now, I think, but they still have talent, and we saw what they did to the Jazz on a one-game basis. Uh, so, yes, there could be more than right, but there'd be more than four teams. But the way the bracket will work, as long as the number doesn't get to eight, then your first-round series would be a little a little easier if you stay in the top spot. Well, I could uh, when I originally said that I thought, wow, with the, the, obviously the Lakers have lost three in a row and Anthony Davis isn't playing, so who's to say they wouldn't drop all the way to seven or eight? Because I think it's like you know five games or so separating second to seventh or something like that. We're very yeah, close to that's, it. That's exactly it. There's five so, games from second to seven. You know, since they've already lost three, you could see them losing. But then, as, as I said that, or as you were talking, I'm thinking. Well, okay, he may not be back in four weeks, but he's probably going to come back. You're not going to just keep him out until game one of the postseason. So the point being that he comes back somewhere towards the end of the season. So even if the Lakers had slumped a little lower than we suspected, there would be time for him to get himself in the playing shape. And so then they'd win some games at the end of the season. So then they would climb back up. So... My thought is they probably don't fall 
to six, seven, or eight on the theory that Davis would come back and get himself prepared to the for the playoffs, so then they would win the games, the majority of the games that he's in. Say like I don't know the last ten, last fifteen, just use round numbers, and so he would then help them to move back up the standings, yep. so they probably wouldn't fall that low. And that's what I would think sitting here right now. And then looming over all of this, and we just saw this in the playoffs a couple of years ago with Durant, is what if, you know, they're saying it's a calf injury, which is what they were saying about Durant a couple of years ago, but then Durant tore his Achilles. And what if he gets seriously hurt and just can't go in the playoffs? You know, once Durant Davis? tore his Achilles, he couldn't go. Well, yeah. I think, think the Lakers are toast. They may not be toast. I can't tell you when they would be toast in an individual series, but in terms of winning the ship, they, they would be toast. Yeah, they wouldn't do that. But yeah. who would they take out before they got Yeah, I don't know out? that. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what that would be. Plus, you, we also have to look at some trade deadline maneuvers. Yep. Yeah, so are they going to add another big body? Is that going to – and there'll be competition, you know, or the Nets going to add another big? There's all kinds of questions out there. Yeah, I again, see how I don't worry about the East uh, as far as the Jazz perspective because no, it's just that they would be competing with the Lakers. How many guys would be on the market, and would the Lakers be able to get them, or you know, all of that? Yeah, probably get whoever they want to get if if the person is available. So we'll have to have to see all that, and then and in time we'll have the answers to that, and then we'll reevaluate from that point on. Josh tweets at us, back in the day, the Jazz hit a three, we'd get the air raid siren. Can you imagine that air raid siren going off 28 times? Laughing, no. crying emoji. It wouldn't, wouldn't need that. You know, I had forgotten about that, I but now know. when he says that, I remember that. And, and that 28 it, times would be yeah. annoying. Well, it would, it would completely and totally lose its effect, yeah. Because of the fact that just such a, a constant barrage. It really is impressive. The best shooting exhibition from the three-point line that I have ever seen. 23s, one short of the NBA record. You th- okay, so it's the best one we've ever seen. Not just you, but most of us, right? And let's, let's, oh, man. Now, see, I don't need that 28 times. Actually, I would want it 28 times, though. Yeah, I guess because of what it would mean for the game. But Yeah, they're, they're winning. They're not losing when you're shooting like that. <laughs> 28 threes and a loss. How long will it be before we say that? Both teams sh- would have to shoot the three really well, right? That's where both teams would have to make 28 and then someone would have to lose. Because you're right, in a normal game, 28 threes changes everything. Yeah. So you would need, as the NBA continues to change, you know, and, and the shooting's improved, you know, not just over the last 20 years, the last 10, but even over the last five years. So where's this going? Are we going to have both teams making 28 threes at some point? Get a couple uh, of these elite shooting teams together. See, yeah, I wouldn't discount it. I mean, I just don't think they're going to come anywhere near these kind of numbers with a team that plays them differently. You know, the, the, the Clippers and the Hornets, the choices they made, really different. You know, the Jazz had to take a lot of two-point shots against the Clippers because the Clippers were just determined to not give up as many threes. Well, the Clippers have athletes athletes that can move around on the floor. They've got size. They've got agility. They're mm-hmm. the definition of athleticism. So they're able to do different things just because who they are. Yes, but I think they all that's true. And then on top of that, 
I think the game plan prioritized. <laughs> We're not letting these guys shoot. Yeah, but I, I don't. I don't. To me, I think it's not on top of it. It's in conjunction. It is. They're able to do that. Other teams are not able necessarily to do that because the Clippers can run a slew of athletic guys at you that enable them to decide what they want to do. I don't think there's many teams that have that ability to be able to decide this is what we're going to do. The Jazz only shot 34 three-point shots in that game. They were 12 of 34 as opposed to 28 of 55. It's like watching a different game from a different era. All right, DJ and PK, when we come back, All-Stars will be announced tonight, 5 o'clock, Mountain Time, TNT. Gobert, Mitchell, Conley, all going to find out. Pretty safe to say the Jazz will have two, but will they have three? Is Mike Conley going to the All-Star game? We will get to that next. A lot of you posted on Facebook. You can hit us up on Twitter as well, and we'll do that next right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. Here's the deal. They are a whiny group. Every year, it's something with Boise. I don't like the fact that Utah State didn't back you up, come out, just play lights out, blow out Boise State a couple of times. Like this one's for Scott. <laughs> yeah. Like put SG on the jersey somewhere. You come out of the tunnel, blow in the conch shell, running in front of everybody, and run over to the booth while everybody spreads out on the court. Like, that's my vision. And then they just blow Boise State yeah. out, and then all of you leave together like, that's what you get for being whiny. Instead, they lost. Both games. Now you got Greg Rubel who's making fun of you. <laughs> <laughs> you, got, you got the Boise State SID that's like, what happened to him? It's what you get from saying we're whiners. So Boise takes a bit of a lead in the race for the conference crown with that win last night, right? Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part by Davis Vision. Davis Vision's New Year's special continues through February. Save $1,000 off normal pricing now through the end of the month. Check them out now at davisvisionmd.com. Question up on our Facebook page. Mike Conley. Going to be a first-time All-Star this year? Yay or nay? What do you think? They'll name the All-Stars tonight, TNT, 5 o'clock. Joshua says, I doubt it. He should be, but they've talked about only one from our team already. How did Golden State get Clay, Steph, and Draymond all on the All-Star team? Won the title, won 73 games. That'll do it. Hector says, Donnie's a lock. I really want Rudy to make it again, but Conley definitely deserves it. It would be awesome. Mike talked about this after, uh, after the Clipper game. He was asked about it. He made no bones about it. He really wants this. Define who you are and show that around the league you've got the respect of you know, the people you work with, for, and around, play against. Mitchell is a lock. I think Rudy's pretty close to a lock, too. And the Jazz have one of the best defenses in the league, and he makes it go. Agreed. I don't think, that, uh, I don't think he's going to get passed over. No. Well, you have the best record in the league. You're going to get two. I would think so, you don't, yeah. You don't need to make justification. The fact that you have the best record in the league dictates two. It's always been that way. It'll sure. What I, that the, I guess the thing I was uh, ruling out was – could Mitchell and Conley make it and Rudy won't? 
No, I think what you say is true. When you have the best record in the league, you get two. You'd have to have a really unusual roster not to. It's never happened. But would they go with two offensive guys and pass over the guy no. who, who's so important defensively? I don't think you're right. No, I think the gonna, answer is no. Take your two two best players. Simple as that. DeGiro says, I hope so. Mike's having a great season. Hmm. But Brian's not buying it. Unfortunately, I don't think he'll make it. He deserves it with his league-leading plus-minus, but missing several games due to his injury will hurt his chances. Plus-minus only matters if it's in your favor. I mean, it's plus not in your minus. favor. Can you rationalize it away? He's a star, oh, yeah, but yeah. he's out there with four guys who can't play. So his plus-minus sucks. You can rationalize it away. Yeah, we're going to... Plus minus is now the new stat. It's only the new stat if you need a stat. Brian says, here comes the woe is me. We get no respect crowd. Like it's some sort of slap in the face if the Jazz only get two all-stars on the team. That being said, I think he's got a better than average chance. Conley's showing up a lot on national writers' reserve lists. Like Hollinger at the Athletic and Divine at the Ringer. With players like Devin Booker, DeMar DeRozan, Darren Fox, it's going to be tough. Oh, I don't think De'Aaron Fox or DeMar DeRozan, either of them, make it. No, I don't either. Booker can make it, though. Are the Suns going to get two as the fourth best team in the West? Chris Paul and Booker? That doesn't seem outrageous. I think Booker is a slam dunk. And then it comes down to... Uh, Paul is in the category, and so is Conley. Uh, those are all possibilities, and some of those other guys, too. Uh, who has to drop out? Obviously, Anthony Davis. Uh, the Clippers, do they get two? Probably. Those two guys, George and uh, Leonard, they seem to be a little bit fragile. So do they want to drop out? Particularly, you know, the thing, the reason that I think that it matters more to Conley, he's 33 years old, he hasn't been there. Those other guys have been there. So, you know, maybe it doesn't matter as much, so they would want uh, to not have to go down to Atlanta. I'm not sure where they're coming from at that time. Do they want to fly across the country if they're home? So point being that could Conley make it as a replacement player? Would that be good enough for him? Uh, to me, it would. If you really want to go and they ask you to go, what difference does it make, how they get you there and what the particulars are, just the fact that you're there. If that matters to you, and I appreciate that if Mike says it matters to him, I've got zero problem with that. I appreciate his honesty and his desire to want to be there. Nothing wrong with that. As a career achievement, I guess it would be pretty cool, wouldn't it, to say you're an all-star? Would he be that big an outlier at 33 to say something like this, given the career he's had? He's been to a Western Conference final. He's scored 20 points a game. There's all these things you can say that are nice milestones. Yeah, the thing about it, though, that the all-star game is not a career achievement award. It would be individually. You have to earn it this year. You don't get there as a career achievement. I saw somebody tweeted out. I can't find it now. I was looking for it. 
but I saw it earlier this morning when I was doing getting ready for the show that, uh, you know, I really hope he makes it because he's been great for the game on and off the court. Okay, that doesn't really matter. It's what you did, the way I view it, it's what you did the first half of this season. That's what matters. That's, to me, that's what the award is, or the uh, designation is based on. Now, if you want to put in a spot or two for career achievements and character and all that other stuff, that's fine. I don't really care what you do there. Uh, but as I understand it, and I could be wrong, this is not how it's viewed. It's basically viewed, what did you do the first half of the season? Not to say that he doesn't deserve to be on it based on the first half of the season, but I don't think you should factor in, well, he's been a stand-up guy and he's been pretty good for a number of years, blah, blah, blah. That's nice and important, but I don't think it's the prior or the primary qualification that you need to be on the All-Star team. Who are the guys he is up against? We can get to that next Who might take that spot away from him? DJ and PK. More on Mike Conley and the All-Star Reserves next. 97.5 at 1280 The Zone.